Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by, who is it by, Felipe? The Game Day. The Game Day. All right. Week Hell 6 yeah. is in the books. It's Fantasy Recaps Day. Fantasy Recaps morning. I know Hell there's been yeah. a lot of people on uh, on Twitter uh, that have actually been asking for a lot of fantasy advice. We've been looking through a lot of the comments on Apple and Spotify, and uh, there's a ton of comments about fantasy. So thank you, everyone, for giving us a rating. Uh, it means, it means a so lot, far. even though we might disagree with some of the... Um, the 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 kind gestures. There's too much kindness there. For There's a us. lot of kindness. I, I don't know if it's justified, but I mean, I appreciate it. Why I is it not justified? I, well, why is it not justified? Because we're pretty dumb. But no, actually, <laughs> Adam does put in a lot of research, and I just know ball, so I can talk in my ass and actually just know ball. Uh, but I will say this: there was a fan yesterday um, that that commented or just replied to something on Twitter. I think he just tagged all of a sudden, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought you were a Cowboys fan. I am a so Cowboys fan. Welcome to Cowboys Nation, Thank Adam. You. Thank you. And it's naturally going to lead into us talking about CeeDee Lamb, so, I mean, that's wonderful. I do think I've been a Cowboys supporter and enthusiast. You have been for the most part. Yeah, I mean, like, I bought I bought, I bought, stock late, but I, I still ha- I still own the stock, right? Yeah, right, It depreciates, right. just like goes up and down. No, but this week, it's appreciating a little bit. I don't know how much. Slightly, slightly. Maybe like a cent. But some fantasy stock. For CD. Absolutely. Confirmation on what we've been talking about. Yeah. And even, like, Dak looked pretty good, too. I mean, you're probably not even starting Dak at this point, but hey. Yeah, well, hey, shout out to people watching um, across social media. I see you guys on YouTube right now. Josh Pilecki, Ryan. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, make sure to drop any fantasy questions you might have. We're going to do our best to answer them. Obviously, this is a recaps episode um, for fantasy, so looking back on what happened and what that means for the future. Um, and then, as a reminder, if you want to do any DFS yeah, you like that? I, it was a weird it was a weird clap. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into DFS, make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions. We got all the best DFS offers, so make sure to tune into that and check that out. Also, if you're watching from anywhere else but YouTube, go to our YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Um, means a lot to support us. And we're also doing a giveaway, giveaway where if you've been following us on social media, you would see as the CTA at the end. Correct. But if you go to either Apple or Spotify, if you're new here, and give us a rating, and then go back to our latest video and comment five stars, you will then be entered to win a free NFL jersey of your choice. And I will say, that's all we said to do. Like, that's all you have to do. Leave a rating and then comment five stars on one of our videos. But we've been getting a lot of reviews as well. Great reviews. On on the podcast platforms themselves. So if you do that, you might get a leg up, I think. We never said that, but, like, kind of seems that way now. I mean... The cream rises to the top, right? Yeah, yep. That's that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to go through a couple things. We're going to talk, obviously, Cowboys-Chargers recap. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about my guy, Raheem Mostert. Um, there's a sleeping top five wide receiver going on right now. Um, another mm. rookie tight end in the mix. We'll do some stock up, stock down. Um, we'll talk about the who's the best fantasy player this year. Bingo. And hopefully we can answer some questions and get out of here um, in 30 minutes. Uh, but yeah, let's start with your team. Let's start with actually my team. What am I saying? <laughs> right, uh, Cowboys Chargers recap. CD Lamb's back, brother. Yeah, well, yeah, he never left. But uh, look, like you, we, you talked about it. Mike McCarthy's still a problem, and mm. the fact that he's still a problem and not putting this offense in the best, best uh, position to succeed, and CD Lamb is still getting his targets. That's great. This game, we saw him get more targets than he's been getting in the past, and that's what you want for a receiver like that. You want him to get volume. You want him to get looked at and get the ball thrown to and Dak looked more mobile that helps out CD Lamb if he can move in the pocket find him in in open places and uh, CD was able to benefit off of that so we've been saying 
don't sell CD low if anything, or yeah, don't sell him low if anything. Buy him low, yep, because he's gonna improve his performance. He's gonna start getting more targets uh, because they're gonna have to if the Cowboys want to win. Guess what? They got him more targets. The Cowboys won, and I just see that being a consistent thing for him going forward. Yeah, I mean, look, CD Lamb has seven receptions, seven targets, 117 yards. Good things happen when he has the ball in his hands, right? Like yeah. the offense felt better. I think if you've been following along this whole season, the thing we've been saying, the number one reason why we would overreact to certain weeks or, or underreact is based off of how the offense performs, Correct. right? So obviously the first five weeks, the Cowboys were blowing out teams. Now granted against the Niners, they had to throw more. He didn't get involved. Um, but for the most part, they were blowing out teams. And the one week that he did perform, I think was that Cardinals week where it was a closer game. So in closer games, we know that the Cowboys are going to have to feed C.D. Lamb. I still agree with you with that. Mike McCarthy is holding that offense back. Like having a Kellen Moore would have been a lot more beneficial because you could see it in Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there were also points left on the board last night. I was down like 60 points going into last night. I had Keenan Allen. I had Cooper. Uh, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, and Cameron Dicker. And then Dicker, Dicker the kicker. And then he had Austin Eckler, and I lost by five points. That sucks. You because if that. and CD Lamb had a touchdown, the, Dak missed him because Dak's trash. But Dak missed him, and uh, there were points left on the board. So I think great days are ahead for CD. Hopefully, you were able to buy him while people were panicking. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on Tony Pollard? Because Tony Pollard uh, didn't was wasn't. I'm, Great. He had one long reception that kind of bailed out his performance. Absolutely. I'm actually legitimately concerned about Tony. Not because of Tony, but because of this. It's it's the offense. The offense is not... The the receiving game isn't good. Like, the passing game isn't good. The run game also isn't good. Yes, the passing game got better yesterday, and CD actually got targets. Just real quick before we even dive into Tony, there was... um, uh, some talk on the broadcast last night with Troy and Joe. Obviously, Troy, certified ball knower. Yep, but just course. talking about how uh, C.D. Lamb in the past, the past few years, he's been used in uh, the in the outside more. And, like, his rookie years was more when he was in the slot in his second year. So, like, last year, the year before is when he really started to pop off. He was on the outside more. So, mm-hmm. this year, they really uh, – McCarthy wanted to put him in a slot a lot more. I like that. And – but that wasn't beneficial to his numbers, actually. Like, it yeah. was actually hurting him, and Dak wasn't finding him, whatever it may be. Yesterday, and, uh, yeah, yesterday he was more on the outside. So, like, the majority of the plays, he was actually on the outside. They were moving him more, but he was more on the outside, and he produced more. So, I think, like, that's just the offense clearly trying to fix whatever's going wrong. Yeah. Like, they're like, let's find out how we can get CD the ball. If it means we need to put him on the outside more, then, like, let's do that. And it was beneficial. So, they're game planning for him, I guess, yeah. is, like, my main point. With Tony, the run game... Hasn't been there all year at, at all. Like, he, Tony, I don't know if he's had a 100-yard rushing game yet. I don't think he has. And last night, he only had, like, 30 rushing yards, I think, something like that. Uh, against Two the, yards, yards per carry. 15 attempts, 30 yards. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That was a guess, too. Uh, there you go. Oh. And then um, the week before, he had, like, 29 yards. So, he's, he's not running the ball well, mm. but the offensive line isn't protecting well. Yes, they've been hurt, but even healthy, these schemes aren't working. Like, it, it's just not. They're not putting him in a position to succeed. He's not the type of back to overcome that. He's not Derrick Henry who's going to will his way down and try to get, like, five, six a carry, even if he, you know, could. He, he can't. So, uh, I'm actually worried about Tony. I don't know what to do. What I, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Look, like, like I said, he was saved by that long reception. He still had 17 fantasy points. I'm going to keep Tony Pollard on, like, a buy-low list mm-hmm. just because talent – and offense, like, I want to, I want a player like Tony Pollard from a good offense. And I think they will figure it out. You have the buy coming up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, buy now. And yeah. usually buys are, like, when you get to, you get, obviously, opportunities to fix things. So, I do think better days are ahead for Tony Pollard. But it is slightly concerning. But on the other side of the ball, I mean, Keenan Allen, another incredible performance. Keenan Allen, I'm, I'm trying to pull up what he had. Um, 
He was wide receiver five on the week. Mm. Uh, he had seven receptions on 11 targets and 85 yards. He had one touchdown, 21.5 fantasy points. I mean, Keenan Allen is looking like one of the best fantasy wide receivers this year, right? We talked about it in that Kellen Moore, C.D. Lamb type role. Yeah. Um, he, he's just been incredible. He's a set it and forget it. I think rest of season, he has to be a top, um, at minimum, top 10 wide receiver. He's currently the wide receiver four on the year. Um, Damn. So, yeah, man, Keenan Allen, you got to be happy with him and could have had another touchdown, right? So Yes, Herbert missed him like twice on some deep ones, and he's still balling. I think it's what you said. Like, it goes back to the good offense. Like, you worry about – if you worry about C.D. Lamb, it was because of the offense. But with with the Chargers, you see Keenan Allen perform. The offense is also helping him out. And so, like, uh, there's – yeah, by Keenan, it's probably it's probably hard right now, but Keenan mm-hmm. is is that dude, and he's in a good offense who feeds him the rock. Yeah, I want to move into to the next one that you know uh, it's Raheem Mostert, right? Like mm. the Dolphins running back yeah, continues yeah. to shine. Uh, currently, the RB two in fantasy behind CMC. Another massive week. Obviously, when Achan went down, um, you kind of knew this was going to happen. I think rest of season, and it's not that I like want to trade Raheem Mostert. I think I still need to try and sell high on him. Because at 31 years old, he's had an injury history. Yeah. Jeff Wilson was inactive. And I'm not going to say that any running back could be Raheem Mostert. Like, he has 11 touchdowns, right? Like, there's no denying how incredible he's been. But he might be in the prime sell-high spot yeah, knowing that A-chan is out, right? Like, because I think so many people, if A-chan was still in, people would be like, well, who's going to get the ball? But Mostert, the rest of the year, is going to be, as long as he's healthy, the 1A, I think, no matter what, even with A-chan there. I'm going to try and sell high on Raheem Mostert. Look, if I could flip a Raheem Mostert for a Travis Etienne... I'm going to do it. What are your thoughts? And what would be the package that you would consider that in, though? Like, well, it would depend. It, it depends because I think it's, it's really hard for someone to want to take. Why, why would you trade Travis Etienne after another amazing game? Yeah. The offer I would try and look to send is, can I swap the two and go for a wide receiver? Gotcha. So let's say Raheem Mostert and... Raheem Mostert and let's just say, I was trying to, th- I was going to say, let's Mark just say a wide receiver. Let's what? just say a wide receiver. Yeah. And then I can get back ETN and like maybe that person has Marquise Brown. I'm giving an example of my league. Okay. Who Hollywood Brown has been good. I don't trust it as much, but like if I can get that surefire running back back, it's been a lot easier to find wide receivers in fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, that's kind of what I'm saying with, with Raheem yeah. Mostert. I feel you. I mean, right now, HN gone, like, bro, his. You got to, he's, he's going high right now. Like his mm-hmm. value is through the roof. And he continues to ball out. And the Dolphins' offense, you know they're going to show up every single week. That's mm-hmm. one thing that you know for sure. The past couple offenses we've been talking about, Dallas don't know if they're going to show up. You just hope they game plan for this guy that they, that's like a CD Lamb. The Dolphins, you know they're going to show up. If Mostert's that guy, he's that guy there, he's going to get his. What you do have to worry about is injury history, mm-hmm. which is like with another guy like Christian McCaffrey, right? The past, uh, before last year, it's like uh, he was the first guy taking every for those two years before last year and mm-hmm. in both years he I think one year he played four games another year he played the next so you kind of see you have to be cautious with a guy like that and when they start performing heavy it's kind of the time to start looking around seeing people that are going to be kind of overzealous there they're going to really want a guy like most they might need a running back maybe one of their guys got hurt uh and give them to him and try to get something like big in return because there's a likelihood that he could get hurt and if he does get hurt you want to be ahead of that yep I'm, I'm totally with you. One quick fun fact on uh, the Dolphins. Um, A-Chan obviously missed the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. He missed last week. Still currently the RB6 in fantasy. That's so stupid. He has 38 attempts. That, that Everyone in the top 10 has more than 80. Do you know what he's averaging per carry? 
um, per carry, yards per attempt. Um, yards per attempt? Yards per carry is 12.1. No, see, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. He has 101 fantasy points on the year. He's averaging 25 fantasy points per game. RB6. Like, for context, like, and I know it's not the same because, I mean, he's getting limited usage and stuff like that, and so he's able to make more out of less. But the most yards per carry ever is Jamal Charles, and I believe it's around, like, 5.5. Well, the regression to the mean. Oh, it's going to go down. Yeah, it'll it's going to go down. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying how insane 12.1 yeah, it's is. it's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's not just because he's he didn't, he's not only breaking long ones. He's, he's getting, like, everything he breaks seems to be a long one, yeah. honestly. Like, it, of course. But uh, it, it's consistent for him. It's not one long one with, like, a few carries that are, like, two, three. Mm. No, nah, it's, like, a 60, a it's, 15. It's insane. It's you insane. You know, an 8, a 23. Like, he's he's a dog. Um, moving into our next thing I want to talk about is obviously, um, a wide receiver, a white wide receiver specifically who has been in his Duffy. I love him. I mean, he is a guy that embodies (laughs) consistency. Yes. Um, there's only three players that have Mm. outscored Adam Thielen since week two. Can you guess those players? Oh shit. Okay. This is includes Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not on that list. No, no. Interesting. Um, this includes, what were you going to say? Uh, this includes quarterbacks. Oh my God. Damn. Guess the three players that have outscored Adam Thielen in fantasy. Mostert. Since week two. Raheem Mostert is one of them. Uh, Puka? Puka Naku is not on this list. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, not Jefferson because he missed it. Jettis is out. It's not Tyreek. Uh, man, I don't know. Tell me. I can get, I'll give you a hint. All right. Hint. There's no more skill players. Okay, so quarterbacks. So quarterbacks. But let, let, before we jump into those quarterbacks... Think about how crazy that is. That's Only three insane. players in fantasy have been able to outscore Adam Thielen since week two. That One make sense. is a skill player. The other two are quarterbacks. And quarterbacks are heavily skewed to outscore. So who are the QB1 and QB2? Uh, the co- first quarterback is Josh Allen. Yeah. And the second is actually Jalen Hurts. Right. Okay. Even after a bad game. That's absolutely insane. Adam though. Thielen has outscored every other quarterback, no. running back, wide receiver, and tight end. In fantasy since week two. I mean, he is a sleeping giant. The key is as consistent as it gets. I never would have thought I would have... proof. He's quarterback Dare proof. Dare I say. Yeah. Like, well, because it's matchup proof also, right? Because, like, no matter what, he's in the he's slot, like his. you said with C.D. Lamb. He's going to get his. However, as I've always said in fantasy... What? Regression of the mean eventually happens. I don't so, think yeah. he's going to be a wide receiver one the whole year. I am looking to sell high and see what I can get for Adam Thielen. I'm not. Why? Because he's outperformed. We've talked about name value a lot in the past. Like, some guys, like, they could be playing bad, and Justin Jefferson could have a few bad weeks, and just because of his name, yeah. you're not going to be able to, to, to sure. buy him low. You're sure. just not going to be able to. And Adam Thielen's the opposite. Like, yeah, he's, that's crazy. That's, that's insane. I didn't even know that, right? But people don't buy the hype, especially with Adam Thielen. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, his, his race definitely does play a part. <laughs> he's a it white did. receiver. I traded Adam Thielen, so I greatly <laughs> messed up. Yep. He's, but, like, he's as good of a white receiver as it gets. As a wide receiver. Yeah, you me. said white. but As a white call. wide receiver. No, he's great. He's, he's <laughs> wide receiver three. But I think, like, all of that, he's, he's boring. He's that your stereotypical guy that is going to get you your catches. He's going he's gonna to beat you on the slide. He's going to get you inside, outside. So he's going to get his volume. Mm. But he's not a game breaker. Yeah. And guys, I think, especially a lot of people in, in, in fantasy and, like, your league mates, they would prefer a game-breaker. They would prefer a Cooper Cup. Like, because the difference between Cooper Cup and, and Adam Thielen is that Cooper Cup will house it. Yeah. 
Yeah. He will house something for 60 yards. Like, you're not, Thielen won't really do that at this point in his career. Yeah, he did it back in the past with Stefan and, and Kirk Cousins, probably. But he's just not that guy anymore. He's that consistent guy. He's going to, you know, kill you across the middle, those like 10 yard ins, 10 yard outs, slants. Uh, that that kind of thing, and I I just don't think like name value wise you're gonna get in return what he's gonna provide for you. Agree, agree. But if you could put, the, even though I don't want to get rid of Thielen for what he's done, if there's a chance to go land a Tyreek, a Jamar Chase, I'm just gonna bet on talent every single any given Sunday. I know that he's been consistent. I know that he can yeah, likely stay consistent. I, get that. I just want a better player on a better team. I get that. And a better you, look, bro. Like yeah. Like you tell me, do, do I want a Ferrari right now? I'd probably, I'd probably say no. You tell me it's like ten thousand dollars instead of two million. Then yeah, I want it. Yeah, but That's it's like the value. Like if you say like Jamar Chase, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. If you can get Jamar Chase and you can package him somehow, package Thielen somehow to get Jamar Chase because they're high on Thielen and whatever they think is makes sense, I would rather do that too. Yeah, I just don't think that that's necessarily happening because Thielen doesn't have the same name value. That's fair. It's a good point. Hey, good take. Bro. Thanks. Um, another, uh, person I want to quickly touch on is, um, a rookie tight end, right? Like we've been talking about, uh, this being the best rookie tight end class in over a decade. Now, everyone has always pointed to like, well, we haven't had a rookie tight end be able to finish as a tight end one in fantasy, but that's because we haven't had this amount of talent coming out of the that's draft. Facts. It's been a drought. Well, there's a new one in the mix yes. and that's Michael Mayer, yes. the tight end from Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Yeah. Yes. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, in Vegas. Right, like kind of took over more of a role with Austin Hooper there. Um, Austin Hooper had been kind of shadowing his ability a little bit, but hey, big day for Michael Mayer. I mean, if you need a tight end, I've been talking about Luke Musgrave, and Luke Musgrave hasn't returned enough. Obviously, his usage has yeah. been there, but Michael Mayer is a guy that the usage was finally there and the points matched up with it. Mm. You could throw a dart at him. He has low end tight end one right now. He's a streamer. I'm looking to, to pick up Michael Mayer. What are your thoughts on, on Mayer? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, it was. This tight end class, this rookie tight end class is, is amazing. Mm. It's going to get better next year. I mean, you're going to have the greatest prospect ever, potentially, one of yep. them. Yep. And Brock Bowers. And so, well, forget next year. We're talking about this year, right? I, even though I love Dynasty. Yep. This year, you you have a couple rookie guys that you're looking at. And, like, look, Kincaid didn't play this past week. He was hurt. Uh, Laporta been a dog in Detroit, but you mm -hmm. ain't no shot you getting him because mm. he's been on a roster. And so, yeah, like you said, if, if Mayer is, is a streamer right now and you can – and He's on your waiver wire and you can grab him. Go ahead. He's probably competing with some of those guys that you don't know that are up and down week to week, which is most tight ends. Yep. Outside of those top few tight ends, even some of the top tight ends, like a George Kittle who can have a three-touchdown performance like he did against Dallas and then puts up a dud the next week. Yep. You've got to expect that dud from Kittle. It's, it's coming. He's boom or bust. And so Mayer is like a legitimate uh, a legitimate consideration for for a starting like on, on a week-to-week -week basis yeah currently rostered in 3.2 percent of so fantasy low. leagues super low um and what also is he, what is he like tight end what though uh well he was tight end five on the week see so that's um that's over impressive. a full season he definitely doesn't break it he hasn't done anything yeah yeah, um, yeah. that's good to see though you like to see that and you michael mayer's tight end 38 on the year but that's gonna go up yeah and what you like to see is volume we were watching that game I was that, that was a 1 o'clock game, right, mm -hmm. I believe? Because we were here in the office, and it was one of the games, I believe. that was. No, going. I think it was a 4 o'clock game. Was it a 4 o'clock? So I was watching Patriots Because it was Patriots Raiders. Oh, that's right. Well, somehow I was watching it for some reason, and um, he was getting the ball a lot. He was getting Zoom. Or he was getting... Um, yeah, I think he had six receptions. Yeah. He was getting a lot of volume. And so, like, that's Six all targets, sorry. Go for it. Six targets? Yeah, he was getting a lot of volume. And so that's what you like to see going forward, especially for a tight end. Jimmy G uh, coming off some bad performance. I mean, he hasn't been good this year. I think... I don't know if he threw some picks this week, but I think going into this past week, he was he had like six or seven interceptions, mm -hmm. six maybe. Mm -hmm. And 
hasn't been great. So what does a guy like that look for? He looks for a security blanket, something that, like, he's, he doesn't want to keep throwing picks. He's going to go to somebody that he can rely on. Obviously, he has Devontae Adams. Now uh, that he found his tight end, that relationship, I think, is only going to grow. It's only going to blossom. And so Mayer's going to have at least consistent volume, and you can bank on some decent production from there on. So I think his his yeah. if he's tight end 38 now, he'll, he'll go up to The only fear is obviously 20, Jimmy maybe. G, right? Like, with the back injury, he went to the hospital. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think Brian Hoyer might be better. Like, for him, I don't know why. There's just, like, some of that veteran presence. Obviously, Jimmy G's a veteran presence guy. But, yeah, Michael Mayer, if you need a tight end, he's a guy that you could definitely stream. Uh, let's move into a little stock up and stock down right now. Just a couple players uh, whose stocks are improving uh, after this week. Um, a major one. First person on my list is obviously A.J. Brown. Um, I, I think he's got four straight weeks with 125 receiving yards. But the one thing I will say, even though his stock is rising in fantasy, I will not put him as a top five wide receiver in fantasy. Well, the reason I will not put A.J. Brown as a top five wide receiver in fantasy is because his usage and his target share has been far higher over these last four weeks than what it's normally been with Devontae Smith. And as we've said many, many times, if the offense is flowing, if the offense is, is, is producing, then naturally you feel confident about that certain player. But the offense hasn't been flowing like it has in past, right? And naturally, Devontae Smith will need to be the benefactor of that target share yeah. coming down. And Devontae Smith's target share is going to increase. As you said, you benched Devontae last week. He was your fucking guy. You yeah. love Devontae. Yeah. I think Devontae is going to have better days. And that's why that will limit A.J. Brown being a top five wide receiver in fantasy. I will take Tyree Kill over him. I will mm -hmm. take Cooper Cup over him. Mm -hmm. I will take uh, Amon Ra over him. I'm trying to think. I'll take Jamar Chase over him. Who am yeah. I missing? I think those are five right there. I'll, I will probably take... It's hard because Adam. It's hard to take Adam Thielen right now. I'll take Keenan Allen over him. I'll take Stephon Diggs over him right now. Um, but he's right there guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. I see that Devontae Smith's naturally gonna regress to the mean. Yeah. As you like to say, he's gonna get better. And like you say, this this offense is performing poorly right now, even though they're winning. And yeah, they just lost this week. But they have to. You have to switch things up when you're losing or when you're not performing to your to your highest level, especially as an offense. The one thing we know they have is their run game, which is strong. It wasn't this past week, but mm -hmm. overall. And so other things are going to have to change, and Devontae Smith is going to have to get more involved. Yep. He didn't have a great week this week. He didn't have, he had, and then he had a terrible week the week before. He's going to get, he's going to get back. Uh, AJ naturally going to regress a bit, but I think it's safe to say he's not going to be a top five wide receiver. But he's going to be, a, he's going to finish as a top eight receiver. Like he's, he's right outside one. there. He's no right outside what, yeah. there, and so I, I like. If you have him, you're probably holding on and you're, you're, you're happy. Yeah. He's going to regress a bit, but you're okay with that. Yeah, and and look, A.J. Brown's always going to be a yeah. boomer bust guy, right? Only on the basis of, like, the overall wide receiver one and a low-end wide receiver one. He will always have... Because even if he has four receptions, he can go for 100 yards at any given moment. He's one of the yeah. most talented. I just don't think he's a top-five wide receiver because Devontae Smith's usage is going to need to come up yeah, if absolutely. that offense wants to improve. Um, yes. A few other stock-ups. Obviously, we talked about Raheem Mostert. We talked about Michael Mayer. Amon Ra is back up. A massive day. I think he had 12 targets. Um, two main guys. So, Ramondre Stevenson found the end zone. Way nice. better this week. Uh, the Like we've said, the running backs, it's, it's weird right now. So, yeah. being able to see Ramondre produce, yeah, obviously, I, um, you know, it, it's something that you want to be happy with on your team. The other person Absolutely. is C.D. Lamb. Yeah, obviously, we, we stock up about. on C.D. Lamb. You have oh, any yeah. quick stock ups before we jump into stock down? I mean, look, bro, like, we talked about Ramondre. I kind of want to talk about that because we always said, like, don't – don't panic on a guy like this because the running back landscape is so bad. And still don't. Like, other guys who are 
lower right now, running backs, like, maybe kind of like we talked about with Tony Pollard, like, they're going to get in the end zone. They're getting usage. They're going to get in the end zone. They're going to get more points, and it's just a matter of time. So, Ramondre is a perfect example of that. You got to, you know, don't overreact to some bad weeks, especially when the offense is playing poorly. They're going to have to turn it around. You know what uh, that's called when uh, a person's been playing poorly, but naturally uh, he will score touchdowns and the performance will improve? What were you going to say? Positive regression. That's what I figured. Bingo. All right. Um, a few stock downs um, on that. Well, and just context quickly. I threw up positive regression a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago, yeah. and you and Scott both looked at me like I had five eyes, and yeah. I only have four. Um, <laughs> stock down. A few guys. Damian Pierce. Look, I'm mixed signals on Damian, mixed feelings on Damian Pierce. Obviously, I hate him. RB34 in fantasy right now in points per game. Currently a low-end RB3. They have a buy, so luckily the buy is coming at the right time. If you're an owner of Damian Pierce, I think they're going to get right. Their offense has been, they're going to keep them in games. But stock down naturally, Devin Singletary outsnapped him. Um, yeah. You hate to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like we, we saw it coming. At least, like, I saw you're, you're a big Pierce guy. You're, actually, that's, your, well, favorite, I have that's your favorite player of all time. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't producing on the carries he was getting before. But and he got stopped at the goal line twice, and that, that's an offensive line thing. That's, are you talking about this game? Yeah. Yeah, but even the previous game before that week, are we in week six now? Yeah. We just finished week six? Yeah. So on week five, he got he was averaging two point six yards per carry. It's not great. It's it's, it's, it's definitely not. Great. And he had twenty carries, so it's like okay, at least he's getting all the carries. But at some point, you have to think as a coaching staff, like we gotta change something up. Like we gotta uh, need a, we need another running back that's gonna ch- provide a change of pace or whatever it may be because two point six doesn't get it done. Uh, the fact that he had twenty carries and like eighty yards or whatever, eighty I think it was eighty six, not good. And so that's kind of what we saw this week. One week later, they changed it up as an offense. You want to improve. You want to, you know, improve that run game. And uh, as far as Damian Pierce goes, I don't have much faith in him this year. I think he provide he produced last year in a position where we've seen that happen before, where like a late running back draft pick, right, uh, comes into the into the team, like plays well in training camp, and then gets the boatload of the carries and just falls into a good situation where they just give him a lot of carries and he does well. And then the year after, he doesn't perform. We saw that with James Robinson. Mm-hmm. James Robinson had a great rookie year. Uh, there's a couple other guys that I can't think of off, off the top of my head, but whenever there's a late rookie uh, running back, that's or a late drafted rookie running back, the next year they tend to not perform at the same level just because, I don't know, it, the, a lot of different factors. Maybe... They're not uh, – the offense is worse, or maybe they draft another guy. Maybe, like, the offense just uh, changes a bit. Is that yeah, that's it fair. Um, a few other guys before we begin to wrap up. Jahan Dotson, he's only had 30 yards in a game twice, failed to have more than 40 yards in a game all season. Jahan Dotson definitely stocked down. That offense looks bad. <laughs> but Jack loves Jahan Dotson, but, though. But Jack loves Jahan so, Dotson. by Jahan Dotson. And the last two, which are near and dear to both of our hearts, is Justin Fields and Calvin Ridley. Justin Fields is going to likely miss um, anywhere from one to three weeks with that finger. He dislocated it. And the reason his stock goes even down, down even further, that was f- on him. Like, he, he could have threw the ball away, could have checked it down. He went deep, and he got sacked, and yeah. that's, that's why he got hurt. Fuck me. Uh, there's nothing you can do with Justin Fields. He's a hold. He's a waste on the on – the, you got to bench him. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, Calvin Ridley. Look, since week two, he has an 18% target share. That's third on the team and 50th among all wide receivers. So you Christian ju- Kirk is out is out yeah. target and sharing I, him, yeah. <laughs> however you would say. And Who's the other Ingram. guy? And Evan and Ev- Shit, man. But I will say this. I do – He's still running around on a ton of dropbacks. You could try and sell him based off a name value. I don't think you're going to get anything in return for him. I'm going to hold him. I have him on a few of my leagues. There's nothing else you can do, but it's definitely concerning. Obviously, that first week one blow up might just be a a blip in the radar, but 
There's not much more to add. Those are those are some stock downs. Last but yeah. not least, before we wrap up, who has been the best fantasy player this week for uh, this year for you? Uh, best fantasy player. Before we head into questions, for me, for uh, oh, just like who, in your opinion, has been the best player in fantasy this year? Huh? Huh, just huh, like huh. shoot from the hip, shoot from the gonads. All right, Pukunakua. Really? Hmm. Yeah, like obviously he's not, I don't know where he is, but he's probably still a top 10 receiver, right? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Just the fact that he's getting that type of ball, you love to see it. Like a guy that can produce in that Rams offense is a guy that is usually targeted a lot mm. because it's a product of the system, if you will. Like, you know, Sean McVay is going to manufacture touches for a guy that can fit in the zones and that's smart enough to understand what's going on. That's what we saw with Cooper Cup in his historic season. Puka also uh, benefiting from that. But as a rookie, receivers tend to take a little bit longer to get adjusted. And Puka, like, week one, mm. as a guy that was on nobody's radar, uh, I, I think just, like, the factor of... Of, of when you consider everything around him, the fact that he wasn't one of those top guys. If, if we would have seen Jordan Addison do that, it'd be like, all right, Zay Flowers, you've been good, cool. But Puka doing that, it's been impressive. So I'm going to go Puka just because of like the all the factors around that. It's a good take. Uh, a few questions that I'm seeing on YouTube right now I want to make sure we answer before we sign off. Um, Ryan, yes, for some injury pickups. I just want to remind you, go to thegameday.com for any waiver wire pickups. Uh, that from, that'll that come from Frank Emirante and Scott Angle. Obviously, mm. we have a few guys that you can target, Zach Evans. Um, is a big one with Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers being out. But uh, make sure to go to thegameday.com to check out those waiver wire pickups. Um, Timmy said, I have CMC. What should I do with him? My running backs are Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor. Look, I think you're holding on CMC. There's absolutely nothing. Unless you want to trade, but running backs are going to get injured. Injuries happen. Um, you can maybe trade Josh Jacobs or Jonathan Taylor. Name value. Obviously, Anthony Richardson going down for the season is, is going to hurt his stock. Uh, that is Jonathan Taylor's. But I do believe better days are ahead. Um, and last but not least, John Montez. I have Cup and Diggs, but I have Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Pierce as my RB1, RB2. Should I try and trade? Who should I trade for? Who's his running backs? Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Pierce. Uh, and his receivers are Cup and Diggs? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of need more context. I, I think you're, like, okay. I, you should be fine, kind of. I, I like to know the depth you have, but... Uh, yeah, if I don't know more of your receivers or running backs, I don't know who you're trading. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold right now yeah. because I think Damian Pierce coming out of the buy, I want to see him. I think uh, if you look at fantasy pros, they had Damian Pierce as a buy low just because his value could not be any lower. Yeah. And naturally, we didn't expect the offense to be as good as it is. They are going to be in games, and Damian Pierce is the more talented running back over Dave, Devin Singletary. We've seen a large enough sample size on Singletary, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that. I would hold. It's really hard. I have Damian Pierce. I want him in my league too. He's really fucking me. So. Uh, we'll hold together. But all right, nice. Hold hey, hands. that was a that was a good quick in and out fantasy episode. Bingo. Uh, make sure you go to thegameday.com slash promotions for any DFS offers. If you're into that sleeper, underdog, you know, prize picks, there's so many of them. So make sure you go to check out the best offers. Also, like I mentioned, waiver wire pickups. Go check out Scott Engel and Frank Amarante's articles on thegameday.com. They're doing some amazing stuff. They help us out tremendously. And last Thanks. but not least, uh, make sure to check out our cafeteria episode tomorrow that will come out. We have AM. Maddie Betts, on Maddie it. Betts, a yeah, big better. Uh, so we're gonna talk some 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 bets. Yeah, if you like betting, I mean, Matt does it all, man. He he's a big UFC guy, but he's a big football guy, big Eagles fan, and he has these parlays that he be hitting, just re I guess regular bets in general that he hits all the time. So he's gonna be giving some casual better advice. Like if you're just you know casual better, he's gonna like us, like us. Yep. He's gonna give us some advice and like how we how we should bet in uh, in different different ways, different things. So well, hey. We will see you on Thursday live for Buy Low, Sell High episode. 
Um, stay golden, stay beautiful, and happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers. Yeah.